Welcome back to Headline Monday. This is the Stuttering Sports Podcast, and I'm your host, Spencer. This is Headline Monday, directly after Week 8 Sunday Slate. There was a lot of great games and a lot of headlines to get to, but we, but, but before we get to that, I would like to shout out my Twitter, that is StutteringProds, at StutteringProds, then my Instagram, at that guy who talks about the sports, they'll, they, there will be a post up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I don't know from there. So, yeah, without further ado, let's get right into it. To the Sunday night bloodbath, the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees murdered Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers. This was Brady's worst loss in his entire, in his entire career, and this happened on primetime TV during a highly anticipated matchup. Nothing this game was going Tampa's way. Brady threw three interceptions. They three interceptions. They ran the ball a total of five times, including one Blaine Gabbert Neal. And on defense, they could not stop anyone. And we'll get to why that is here soon. This is pretty scary for the Bucks, but I would not say I'm concerned. Losing 38-3 is scary for any team. And it's very scary when you think about how this is supposed to be the team of the year. This is supposed to be all Tampa, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady with his new team. They got Gronk. They got AB. But the reason I'm not super concerned is because we've seen great teams get shit on before. That is the only reason I'm not super concerned. The 94 Niners. Got shit on by the Eagles during the regular season. Went on to win the Super Bowl. I forgot what year this was, but this was, but, but this was when Tom Brady was with New England during the later years of that. That was, that was the on to Cincinnati game where they got shit on, then proceeded to win the Super Bowl. So I would not say I'm concerned because there's a lot of football left, and they're still what seven and two. So I'm not concerned about this team. They're a great football team. But um, the Saints played incredible. Taysom Hill had one of those games where he was just all over the field, throwing the ball, catching the ball, running the ball on special teams. I love to see when Taysom Hill does that. It's super fun to watch. And then on offense, 12 guys caught the ball for the Saints team and seven guys ran the ball for, for the Saints team. They had everyone involved this game. And that's why I I don't think Tampa could really stop anyone because let's just say they hold Michael Thomas. Well, you got four more dudes just catching the ball. I don't... mm. Drew Brees threw for four touchdowns and six incompletions. We saw the Saints play the best football game they will play throughout the rest of this season because I don't think you can do that again. And we just saw Tampa play their worst game this season. Now, I would say I'm a little bit concerned because what if they meet during the playoffs? This is twice now the Saints shit on the Buccaneers. So, but that is too far down the line to really predict. But yeah, the Saints, they just played their game of the year. They they just murdered it. Four TDs, six incompletions, 12 people catching the ball and seven people running the ball. Holding Tampa to three points when it was just a garbage time field goal. They could have realistically shut out this Tampa Bay team. The Saints murdered them. 
that's what what does this mean for the Buccaneers? I'm not concerned about them, but it means they are vulnerable. And what does this mean for the Saints? Shit, they're going to jump up a lot during the power rank. Moving on to the Steelers. Having to survive and pull out a comeback against the Cowboys. Yeah, the so the undefeated Steelers hit a major speed bump yesterday during a near loss to one of the worst teams in the league, the Dallas Cowboys. Well, how did this happen? During the first half, the Cowboys rushing a game was was very effective with with Garrett Gilbert and Tony Pollard picking up chunk play after chunk play. And well, when Garrett Gilbert was throwing the ball, the Steelers zone coverage was not good. We, Pittsburgh was just allowing people to just cut through the seams and find seams and and the play that shows this the most was the C.D. Lamb touchdown where T.J. Watt had to run after him. T.J. Watt was the only guy in the vicinity. So, yeah, things things on defense were not looking good for Pittsburgh and things on offense, that mm, it, it was not pretty. So, how did they come back? Well, to end the first half, Ben hurt his knee, but he stayed on the field and proceeded to score a touchdown to end the half. But but the thing I would like to emphasize is during the second half on offense, Pittsburgh ran five outs and small slants to slowly drive down the field. And they ran this seemingly every play. This is the same thing we saw against Baltimore. This is Pittsburgh's dangerous, I guess, formation where you have Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith, James, James Washington, Chase Claypool, and Eric Ebron just being fancy with it. Sometimes you throw James Conner in there instead of James Washington, and they just run small slants, and one guy's bound to get open. So Pittsburgh, that's something that you that the other teams have to look out for. I get that Dallas's defense sucks, but, well, Pittsburgh did it versus Baltimore too. That's a scheme that works very, very well, and the defense did not allow a touchdown during the second half, including a Minka Fitzpatrick red zone interception. So, what does this mean for both teams? Well, for Pittsburgh, I think it means they're exhausted. I think it means after two tough weeks, I think they were exhausted, and I think this win streak is going to come to an end very, very soon. Pittsburgh had a bye week week four, so playing 13 straight games is not easy for any team, especially when it was an unexpected bye week due due to the Titans' Um, COVID outbreak in week four. So, I mean, playing 13 straight games, especially after playing the Titans, who were previously undefeated, then the Ravens, which is always a tough game. Yeah, they were exhausted. It, uh, You could see that on the field. So, maybe this win streak's coming to an end sooner rather than later. So, what does this mean for the Cowboys? It means they might be able to win some games. Um, and... You know, they could win the NFC East. I don't think they will by any means, but well, if they were competitive versus Pittsburgh, maybe Garrett Gilbert's their guy for the rest of the season. That's a fucking joke. But um, yeah, I think this game's more on Pittsburgh playing poorly and being tired opposed to Dallas playing very good football. So I'm not concerned. I'm a little concerned about this Pittsburgh team 
because I think it's coming to an end here soon. I sadly think so. Moving on to the Dolphins and Tua Tonga Viola beating the Arizona Cardinals after a rough first week stat line against the Rams. Tua came back versus a pretty good Cardinals defense and went for 248 passing yards and two TDs off a 71% completion rate. Not only that, but the great Miami defense got a defensive touchdown then allowed a z- then allowed zero points during the fourth quarter when it mattered most. This game for the Dolphins puts the league on notice for me. Tua is not a bad rookie like we saw last week, and he is capable of playing very well and beating very good teams, and we already know how good this defense is. Their defense is looking great. I've I've been watching a lot of Dolphins tape preparing for something big coming up here soon, hopefully on Friday. But this is four straight wins for the Dolphins. This team is not a joke. Brian Brian Flores is a legit coach of the year candidate to me. So, so, so what about the Cardinals? Kyler Murray played very well. 283 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 106 rushing yards, then a rushing TD. That's a fantastic stat line. That's a fucking incredible stat line but they did not win. A key reason why they lost this game was because their defense was playing poorly and, well, the Cardinals missed a 49-yard field goal and opted out of going for the fourth of, and opted out of going for the fourth and one. Now, do I blame them for deciding to kick the field goal? No, no, no. I don't blame them for wanting to get this game to overtime. They just got unlucky because Zane Gonzalez, he, he came up short both he came up short both literally and figuratively kyler murray played awesome but the cardinals defense has to do more tua played great and the defense did more the defense played awesome down the stretch that is why the dolphins won this game Moving on to the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, a team I've criticized a lot the last few weeks, dominated against the Seattle Seahawks. The Bills have now won three straight games. Going into this week, my confidence in the Bills was not high at all. It was actually pretty low. And can you blame me? I mean, they were medi- excuse me. They were mediocre the past four weeks. But this game is a great tone setter for the rest of the season. Josh Allen threw for 415 yards and four total touchdowns. He absolutely murdered it. I do not care how bad Seattle's defense is. This guy murdered it. So this begs the question, are the Bills back? It looked like it yesterday. But I'm not going to say yes yet. I got to see it happen one more time because this is the same Bills team that, well, lost to both the Titans and the Chiefs was in a close one with both the Patriots and the Jets this is a huge win but I can't say they're back yet so what happened to Seattle this is a this this was a top five team going into this week what happened to them Russell Wilson did not play a perfect game and they lost we saw the same thing happen versus Arizona Russell Wilson has to play lights out for this team to win because of how bad this defense is. Russell Wilson had four total turnovers, and they still put up 34 points. 
this defense has to do better. D this game only furthers my theory that Russell has to play perfect for this team to win, and you cannot rely on one guy down the stretch. You need both sides of the ball to be doing very well. This is concerning for Seattle because 44 points, I knew their defense was bad, but 44 points, and like the scoreboard may have said 44 to 44 to 44 to 34, but the but like Seattle was never really in this game. It never felt like it. It felt like the Bills just had a hold on that game the whole way through. So the Bills, so the Bills dominated. The Bills, I'm not gonna say they're back to what they were yet, but they've but they have won three straight games. A win is a win. That is all that matters because it does not matter how you win, but it just matters that you do win. Seattle, I'm I'm a little concerned. I'm <laughs> I God, that 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 defense, that damn defense is not doing Russell any favors. So moving on, I'm just gonna talk about two little smaller subjects and we'll get the hell up out of here. Um the Chargers suffered another heartbreaking loss. This is the best two and six team I think I've ever seen. This is the <laughs> like all of their losses are by one possession. Every single one of them. This is rough. Justin Herbert's playing fantastic football, and they're two and six due to just comeback after comeback. And then, ah, I think you gotta lob it up to, to a Keenan Allen there, or even Mike Williams, but both plays, they didn't come down with it. So the Chargers suffer another heartbreaker. Um, God, I, I feel bad for them. I feel bad. And moving on to my last thing, Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey are the best two backs in the league. I'll stand by that. I'll die on that hill. Dalvin Cook went for 206 yards and two touchdowns, averaging 9.4 yards per carry and 46 receiving yards, leading the Vikings to yet another win. And Christian McCaffrey in his first game back, Q. Cue the rulers back by Jay-Z, the best running back in the NFL. Went for 69 yards rushing, yeah, 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 with a rushing TD, but shined in the passing game, going for 10 catches, 82 yards, and the touchdown. This is the most versatile weapon in football. They are back. The two best running backs in the league are back. And Christian McCaffrey, the best weapon in all of football has returned and they kept it close with the Chiefs. They the Panthers have kept it close with a lot of teams, but the Chiefs are built different. So they they kept it close and I credit that a lot to Christian McCaffrey. That's going to do it for me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. If not, share it with your friends. Um I'm try I'm gonna try to do a YouTube channel. I'm gonna try because I'm working with free shit and I'm working with a shitty laptop. So I'm going to try to get some going. And the first thing I want to post is a dissection on the Dolphins defense and how much I love their defense. I want that out by Friday. I've been watching a fuck ton of Dolphins tape. My notebook, I have like three full pages of shit written down. I really want to do that. So be on the lookout for that. Once again, follow me on Instagram. I'm going to be posting stuff on there. That is the plan. I don't really know what I'm going to post on there, but but like nonetheless, stuff is going to go up there. So if you want more of my opinions, just, you know, go there. 
So uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed and have a fantastic day.